Welcome to From Cork with Love Adventure, the only podcast from Cork, Ireland, in which you can hear what it's like to be Irish in Cork from the point of view of a totally unrepresentative man. This is Paul Amani welcoming you to the latest episode. He can make a putt when he had to, and he hasn't been making a putt when he had to, and that's the difference. He has, again, he is improving. Oh, yes, I know. He's getting much better as us now. He played well yesterday. If he plays well again today, I would... He'd be a difficult guy to be in the end. So who do we each fancy then? Come on now, let's see. Frank, who do you think will be in the top three on Sunday night? Give us your three. I'm going to come around the table, right? We're recording this? <laughs> I'm recording this, right? So we definitely... Just, okay, so... Uh, come on now. Like... Larry is still good. She, like if he can keep himself together, okay. and like he does have, does have history. You know, he's had. He's won here. He's won uh, here. He's won a few places. Um, so okay, so you got Lowry in your top three. Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. who else do you have? Give me the top uh, again. JB Holmes. JB is playing very well. Westwood. Oh yes, yeah, Tommy Fleetwood. Rose is two back. Rose is two back. Speed is three back. No, Kepka. Kepka. That's who I like. You say Kepka overcomes courses. He's a really non-player thing. And he, like, it's this course. This is all about length. You've got to go with Aaron's off certain trees and sort of things. So his. His actual advantage just kind of whittled down a little bit. No, but wait a minute now. Angelo's pick is Kepka. He's three behind, yeah. Yeah, but your pick is Kepka. Do you have a second pick? I bet I'd like to see this just for fun. I think we're going for one wood. I think everyone loves this. Those are nice pants. Is that on the thing? Subtle. These, uh, these guarantee that you play well on the course, <laughs> by yes. the way. So you have if to. you... Yeah. <laughs> I'm very much into the um, you know, current trends, the... Uh, That's a different trend. Uh, all of these um, things that are going on. Okay, who do you pick to win? I like... Um, I like... No, I don't really like speed. I, I, do, I, I do like Rose. I do like Lowry. And um, I, Kepka is so difficult to, to bet against. Um, so I'd probably say Kepka. Uh, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be very difficult when they get after today's round. Because uh, if you have Kepka at the end, oh, he's you know he's, he's rock very, solid he's against. Rock solid, wow, you know? he was. Just I'm, not, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know if Lowry has been in this position before. Well, he was. Obviously, uh, he was leading the. He was either leading the, 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 he was either leading the G, uh, USGA or the um, PGA. Knocked uh, him out, but. Uh, he was leading about four shots. 
kind of last oh, night. Oh, yeah. Extraordinary. Right. The, um, three putt, he three putted three times. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, that's well, he point. ended up... But that, no, but he was... You think that... Is he learned from that? From that. Yeah, he has. He's a very good links player. Short game is very, very good. He feeds off the crowd a lot. And the crowd are really with him. Yesterday, they certainly were. We, we could hear it as soon as yeah. he teed off. Mm. The, other guy, the other guy I like, if he wants someone to make a run, it would be wrong. Who? John Ram. He's four back. But he could. John who? Ram. Oh, Ram. Oh, right. Well, I could see him shooting a nice low number. But Justin Rose, I've met. Um, I, I mentioned earlier that Keegan Bradley comes every so often. Did he bring Rose with him once? Okay, and he brought Rose with him once, and Luke List, who is, uh, he didn't make the cut. Yeah. Extraordinarily long. Extraordinarily yeah. long. And um, the ex-CEO of the Zurich is a member of our club, and so um, when Keegan was first playing, uh, he got him to play in some of those things where uh, the sponsor gets a chance to, to no yeah. nominate somebody else. And so, um, whenever uh, anything, whenever they come to the Metropolitan area, he gets uh, the Zurich to do something at our club and bring their best customers. And then um, uh, Bradley comes and he brought a list with him and he, and he brings Rose. And Rose, they give a little exhibition, they play a few holes. But Rose comes in and sits at the bar with you yeah. and has a drink with everybody. Yeah, and he's just, he's really, nice. he's really a personable I, I, guy. I call him my bunker coach. Oh, is that right? Five-minute lesson in bunker. Oh, yeah. Okay. Years ago at okay. the, uh, the Seve Trophy, which is on in uh, Okay. But Rose's career... Rose's career is the most extraordinary. You know, he did. He got third or fourth in the British Open, right? He missed. I think he missed twenty-five consecutive cuts as a pro. Now, anyone who could miss twenty-five consecutive cuts and keep going and uh, resilient. Now, you're probably all dying to know who do I pick to win this? Of no, course. no. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Brotherly love. <laughs> no, my money, my money is on uh, Rose. And just to pick somebody different from you guys, I'm going to do something weird. I'm going to say Dustin Johnson to finish in the top three. Um, and I'm also going to go for speed. So they're my three, okay. definitely. I'll tell you who could have, who's, who has the game to, to do well is Fleetwood. Yeah. And oh, and he's a lovely he's guy. A guy and he's, he's a lovely guy. He seems guy. like a nice guy. Like yeah. Guys like him. Because I used to, like, I worked in about 10 of the Irish Opens, and I used to be what they call a roving marshal. So okay. you would go with the, the marquee groups, the, the, you know, the groups that went through. They were either winning or that they would attract the biggest uh, crowds. And um, so I've been with Fleetwood, I've been with Danny Wellish, and uh, I've been with what's his name? He just hold a bunker shot a few minutes ago. <laughs> Did he yeah. really? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're terrible two like, years. I, I can't. Right, right after the Masters. I think just Wellish. Yeah, and he was, he was doing well at the Irish Open. God, was it Wellish? Or. Um, 
Fleetwood. Fleetwood, one of them, I was, they were ahead of McElroy in the Cave Club when McElroy on the, the par 5, 15th, he was the only one, 15th or 16th, forgotten, he was the only one who went for it in two, and, um, uh, like, the, uh, I think it was with it, they just said, oh, that's that then, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and obviously, like, we were in the group ahead, McElroy was in the second last group, so, uh, <laughs> and sure enough, he, I think, he, he got an eagle, he, did he? Eagle that, um, and uh, he actually birdied 18 as well, which very few people had done on the day. Guys, just for the record, because I think I've lost the other record, I really got to ask you. Let me start with the the youngster. Um, Angela, where are you from? And uh, give me your overall impression of Ireland. Oh, sure. I'm from Chappaqua, New York, which is about 45 minutes north of the city. Most noted for Bill and Hillary Clinton's hometown. Really? They're down. They're about a mile down the road from us. Yes. Have you had? Uh, I have a picture of you. Tea and coffee uh, no. in the Clintons? No, but I'll tell you a funny story. They start. So Memorial Day in our town is the big day to honor the vets, and they start the parade on my block every year. And they always march. One or both of them march. And it's five years ago before she ran the second time. Um, my daughter's two and a half years old. My wife dresses her up in red, white, and blue for the parade. And we go to the top of the block where the parade's about to come. And she shows up about a minute before the start and is shaking hands. My wife goes up to her and says, this is Clinton. This is my daughter, Zoe. Hillary Clinton goes, hi, Zoe. My daughter goes, ah! And, and like, j- almost tries to jump away from her. <laughs> oh, dear. We should have known that. Uh, to your other question, Ireland's amazing. Uh, we've never, I've never been to the north before, and it's gorgeous up here. The golf's been great. The people are amazing. It's gorgeous up here. It's God's country. Uh, but I love Ireland in general. I, I love coming here. For the golf, but, the people, for everything. And tell me, what's your favorite drink in Ireland of all the ones you've had while you've been over here? Guinness. <laughs> Always a Guinness. <laughs> we try everything. And <laughs> you know, variety is the spice of life. And your dad has played, in fact, nearly every course that I can think of. But and he's probably told you about some of them. So of those he's told you about, which one would you most like to play? Uh, K Club or Valley Budget? For what he said. Do you know what that? Yes. Oh, what do you think of Waterville? Now we're moving over to Doc. Liam's Ace, right? Yeah. That's the 16th hole. Yeah. He had, has had multiple. Par three? Par four. Par four. Liam Higgins was the, drove, drove it in yeah. hole, has a hole in one there. Yeah. I think on more than one occasion. At one time, he was the national long driving champion of Ireland. And um, the hole is set up against the sea. Yeah. And he hit a draw and he. Uh, had a hole in one, and it's—I mean—you're lucky to, to to play it in two shots, and he—and he hold he hold the drive. Liam Higgins. That's a great golf course. And Doc, look—you know so many golf courses in Ireland. Tell us about one or two that you can still remember. Well, uh, I have the fortunate circumstance where I remember even my shots. 
<laughs> which might be an unfortunate circumstance. But um, Waterville was great. Tralee is spectacular. And um, I made I made a birdie. I made a birdie on the eighth hole at Tralee from the beach. Hang on, Frank. You played Tralee. I hit a drive. Listen on, to this. I hit a drive uh, through the through the fairway into the beach on the eighth hole at Tralee, and then hit a, a four iron onto the green and hold the putt for a birdie. So I made birdie from the beach in Tralee. Okay. Uh, okay. And so I, re I uh, that was that was thirty years ago, and I remember that one. Okay. Uh, Poor Marnik was is actually is, is spectacular. Is this really? It yeah. really is. It's yeah. Nice it depends upon the way the wind blows. You can play driver three wood on a hole, come back and play it later, and play driver pitch and wedge. It's just it's just an amazing place. Well, with Ireland's eye off the okay. coast, it's just yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. And, and I mean, Old Head in Kinsale is about, is about as spectacular as any place you'll yeah. ever play. But the back nine in Tralee is, is, is grand. Uh, is grand. They have they have a par three there on the back, where you hit into the hill. You actually don't hit the green. You play it into the hill and let the ball trickle back down onto the green. Hopefully. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can hit. That's not always. No, no. But you can hit any club, almost any club in your bag to hit it into the hill. So uh, you can't o you can't over club yourself because you'll. If it comes down, it comes down. Yeah. The grand, you you grand. kind of remind me, uh, um, because I haven't played Tralee, but you kind of remind me of the Dell in La Hinch. Oh, the Dell in La Hinch is spectacular. Yes. You, you, hit you, over, you remember? Over the, yeah, a little oh, par oh, three. Over the stone. Over the yep. stone. Yep. Yes, absolutely. And the par five is coming the other way. Okay. And you play over the stone the other way. The and, there's the, and the road yep. is, the Klondike, and yeah. the road is there. And if you hit it too good, you end up on the road out of bounds, yeah. and I luckily was playing with a with a friend of mine, and my ball hit the green and hit the stone wall and came back to the green, ah. and his jumped over to the road. <laughs> so, yeah. it's a, there's a little bit of chance involved with that. Yeah, you, 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 I, I I'll tell you one of my most memorable things was playing at Ballybunion, and we walked to the first tee, and we were a two ball, and there was a foursome on the tee, and the caddy turned to the foursome and said. You're a four ball, we're a two ball, we're going through on the first tee. So it's the first time I've ever played through somebody on the first tee. And I got up and I hit a playing left hand and I drove it over the the uh, over the graveyard and drew it back to the fairway and the guys on the the, the tee said, Oh yes, by all means go. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny when you the first time you play Barry Bunyan yeah. and you see a graveyard in front of you. And look, in terms of, you've played in golf in lots of other places. Yes. I bet you anything you like over the last 30 years. Um, as a cluster of golf courses, is there another place where there are uh, many other memorable golf courses other than Ireland? Well, I, I, I can tell you that you don't have to leave the metropolitan area of New York. Florida, we played the New York, New York has the, the New York has the best collection of golf courses anywhere. Because you can go out to Long Island and play Lynx courses, and you can play you can play on um, in Westchester County and play the the actual land itself, which is very hilly. Okay, uh, Long Island um, a glacier. Nice. came to Long Island yeah. and went halfway Somebody up Long Island. 
So you what go, happens is any golf courses on the north part of Long Island is hilly, and anything on the south side is flattish. So you literally don't have to leave Long Island to play all different styles of golf courses. I'm a huge uh, lover of the poetry of Walt Whitman. Yes. And I know where he was born, and I know a lot about his life, and I know a lot about his poetry, but I don't know anything about his golf. Now tell me, um, he was born... Um, on Long Island. Yes, Huntington. Is there, is there a golf course near where Walt was born? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes, Huntington is a is a is a rather good. It's a Devert Emerald golf course, and it's uh, in Huntington, and it's it's quite good. It's also got some holes on the water. Um, there's a Huntington Crescent Club, which is also there, which is a, a newer version, also lovely. Um, I kind of wonder what Walt's handicap would have been if he'd played golf, but that's a matter of spec. Look, you were telling me on the 18th hole, which unfortunately the audio is lost for posterity, um, about a gem of a course. Yes. Tell me, what is the gem of a course, uh, which probably the rest of the world doesn't know about? Well, um, I like to think that my own course is a gem, but the real gem, of course, is a place called Noyak, and it's on the eastern end of Long Island, and it's um, very long and very narrow, and the pros who go to Shinnecock uh, find it as difficult, if not more difficult, because of its length and its severity of being offline. The fact that the golf course is so wooded prohibits it from actually holding tournaments where you would have spectators because there are very poor, poor viewing areas. But as a golf course, it's uh, very quite, quite fun to play. Well, one of the nicest things that happened on the golf course today, I'll say it to your face now because I'd be saying it behind your back, is uh, that when I asked you, I said, and tell me, if I turned up on Long Island and I wanted to play that course, would they actually let me on? And you really warmed the cockles of my heart when you said to me something like, you just ring me up ahead. That's all. You know, I, um, I, you know I've been playing golf on Long Island for, um, I guess it's 40 years now. I've been 40 years a member of a club. And I'm a, I'm a player in the Long Island Seniors, which uh, senior golfers over the age of 55 on Long Island, we play once a month at different different golf courses. Okay, and compete in that, and compete as that. And so I have friends from all the golf courses on Long Island. And if I truly wanted to play somewhere, I could ring someone up to play. So it's a it's. It's a great advantage uh, to play in a group like that and also to be respected in the group, okay? And uh, like most things, you make friends with people and they're very willing to do your favor when it has to come up, especially when it's golf. Well, look, uh, the only favor I can offer you really is that when you come to Cork, and I know you have Irish uh, in your family, um, I'll play any course with you, well, it's and you're my guest on thank any you, thank course. Well, it would be you. a pleasure. You thank know, you, thank you. Know. It was such and an enjoyable thank you today. Very, very much. Now, look, because I, I uh, 
only got your first names. What is your full name? My first name is Kono, C-O-N-O. The last name is Grasso. Kono, C-O-N-O? Yes. What? Where did that name... Is that American Indian? No, no, it's Italian. Okay, and there is actually a Saint Kono. Okay, uh, it comes from a, a part of Italy outside of Naples. And it's uh, there's a there's a patron saint to that town, and people people from that town. It's a common uh, first name, um, just like Brendan would be here. Okay, okay. And um, my grandfather was Kono Grasso, and that's how I got the name. So your first name is Kono, C-O-N-O. Kono. And what's your second name? Grasso. Oh well, that's easy for me to remember. They rhyme. Wow. Well, all I can say is I I have met a few Italian people, but I've not met any of your extended family yet. And it's just a lovely thing. So it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. And this is Angelo Grasso. Oh, that's just fabulous. And, you know, are you on any of the... uh, Do you use any of the social media at all? So what I need is is an email address. And I have one here. Oh, that's just fabulous. Look, you guys have been the greatest pleasure to play with. It really has been. Let's see if I have a clean No, 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 no. This is character. This is character. Look, I'm the kind of guy who likes something that's been somewhere. And look, thank you ever so much. It's terrific. Welcome to Portrush, welcome to the Open Golf Championship. In some ways that's even better than a birdie, isn't it? Not too many afternoon, afternoon on uh, the third day. The Open is a four-day uh, contest and the golfers play one round on each day. And I've just arrived because I was playing golf this morning with my brother and two very, very nice Americans. And I finally got here and I'm standing in front of the huge video screen. I have no idea who's winning. I'm so pleased to be back here. It looks like the leader is Westwood, eight under, Fleetwood eight, Lowry eight, and Holmes eight. So I won't tell you all the others. John Ram, I have some money on him, and he's four under, so he's not out of it yet. I have a bit of money on Justin Rose, he's 7 under, so he's doing well. If you get in the rough here in Royal Portrush, if you're in the light rough it's not so difficult. If you get into the heavy rough, really tough. This is Shane Lowry, 
who is by all accounts the best uh, chipper of the ball in the world he's gone, he's gone about 10 or 12 feet past the hole which is kind of okay Maybe not that great since he's got a very difficult putt if he'd only hit it a little bit less hard but it is uh, pretty good to see an Irish player from County Offaly doing so well anyway I'm gonna walk on today the weather is dry and I have no intention of standing for long in front of this big television it's like I could as easily have stayed at home I'm gonna walk out on the course I see here three police officers the police officers in Northern Ireland carry guns and in sometimes a bit dodgy in the south the rest of the island outside Northern Ireland the police do not carry guns and I always found that a little bit from childhood a bit intimidating areas around the game really closely mounted for the putter he's got to go over a pretty good bank over uh, waist high to get up to the level of the green kind of have a little left to right to it some people are walking in off the course maybe they're going home Yesterday I was talking about the fact that I got a golf lesson, a free golf lesson. Now, normally golf lessons cost you a reasonable amount of money, but I went out on the course this morning under the influence of my free golf lesson, and I must say that it made a very uh, good difference to my play today. It wasn't perfect, as you wouldn't expect anything to turn out to be perfect but it really was excellent now I'm going back to this golf lesson place to ask them what time I have to be here tomorrow to get a lesson hi, hi guys tell me you 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 know everything about this golf lesson yes. stuff yes. what time do I have to be here tomorrow morning to stand a chance to, to get a lesson. When you opened this morning, was there a queue outside? When did you sell out today? Done by 11. I'll be here by 11 tomorrow. I had a lesson yesterday and played today, and wow, was I good. Oh, look, nobody wants the latest appointments tomorrow. They'll, we'll all be up there watching the, uh, the winners. I should, we should come earlier. Well, that's no problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get here early in the morning. Well, that's a good one. Thank you very much, though. This is one of the best things I've... Has this happened every year? Very good. Thank you very much.
I've just spotted Angel Jimenez, who is a well-known figure in world golf. Maybe well-known for his hair, or maybe well-known for the fact that he smokes cigars and smokes cigars on the course. So he really is a character. He was walking um, along quite uh, swiftly and um, I just thought, look, why should I not go over and say hello to him? He clearly didn't want uh, anyone to stop him for a photograph, but I went over and I said, Mr. Jimenez, thank you very much for all the pleasure you've given me over the years at golf. And uh, he, he was perfectly um, civil and uh, nice. And he walked on. I mean, I didn't slow him down. Um, I wish I'd taken a photo, but this is life here. you not here to interrupt him. He didn't uh, qualify. He had a, what I suppose some people would call a terrible uh, couple of days. He was hugely over par. I'm standing here at the side of the putting green at 20 past four. I'm only guessing that anyone who's on the putting green, well, I know anyone who's on the putting green is practicing their putting for tomorrow. Um, because anyone who who's uh, here, uh, anyone on the course now has driven off. So the last uh, players are gone off and I'm going to walk after them. I've never been to one of these tournaments where you know world stars are walking around the place and often I think the world stars that don't uh, qualify don't make the cut for the last two days uh, leave get out of the way um, I did I say this already I had the satisfaction of meeting uh, Darren Clark and getting a selfie with him he was uh, he, actually he took the selfie I was a bit slow in getting the camera ready and he clearly has massive experience of uh, <laughs> taking selfies so he uh, he was the one who took it um, he's a real substantial guy with a huge larger than life face so in terms of his um, his appearance I mean, you, you, you know that you're kind of in the presence of a superstar. And he was gutted, he really was. He was gutted because he didn't qualify for the last two days. And not qualifying for the last... He would love to have been in contention. Or to have been... Well, yeah, he'd have given his eye teeth to be in the last few players coming up the 18th tomorrow because this is his world this uh, part of Northern Ireland is his world it's also Graham McDowell's world it's also Rory um, what do you call it Rory McElroy's world places full of people who love their golf and people who are all on their side so you will hear later on say that with 
confidence you will hear huge roars and that'll give you an idea about either there's been a magnificent shot hit or more likely that a really uh, uh, much loved uh, golf player much admired golf player is uh, coming into the arena where there are huge numbers of people so there I'm walking past the kind of sponsors area well it's kind of like hospitality yeah. people can see <laughs> the first tea from the hospitality the one I'm passing but and they would have had a fantastic opportunity to see everybody playing off in the first hole but that's the end of it they either retire inside to watch TV and drink which is probably what a lot of them do and um, or else they go out on the course um, some of the stands will be completely empty because they're like for example the one behind the the first green which I'm walking towards obviously completely empty so I'm just uh, looking to see is there anybody famous who I might be able to to meet <laughs> if you don't qualify for the last two days of the golf championship or any golf uh, competition that lasts over four days you have a tricky situation because you've been hoping to be there for the whole four playing days play four rounds but you probably want to get away as quickly as you can from the place which has been a site of such disappointment. You hardly want to go light-heartedly around chatting with people, having a, you know, and watching other players who have done better than you. So I think it's not all that easy though to find a flight out of Ireland at really short notice on the sun on, on uh, say Saturday morning unless of course you book a ticket in advance which you can exchange like you book I don't know book two tickets cancel one or something book a flight for Monday and a flight for Saturday not that easy but then that's what these top players in the world earn money to pay for. I'm sitting here beside the 12th green and the open on the third day. And there's loads of room for sitting around here on the grass. There's a stand, all right, which looks pretty full, and that stand is up behind the green. There are two photographers, two uh, television photographers. I don't know what television company they're from, but they're just through the grass. I can, I can kind of look at them through the leaves of grass that are sticking up. There's a bit of a gap between Kutcher and Hatton, 
the Cooch, as he's called, the Cooch and Terrell Hatton, who have just played this hole, and whoever is coming behind, I think whoever is coming behind might include John Ram, who won the Irish Open about 10 days ago. Anyway, it's good to just get to sit in the grass. There are people all around, really. Some walking, a few drinking beer. There's a woman and a man drinking lager. People over there having a drink. Very quiet. The, coming up now, coming towards us, it looks like as if... Now, could this be Lee Westwood? And Tommy Fleetwood? No, no, no. They're the leaders of the contest. Um, the good thing about this hole, number 12, is that you can see them hitting into it from a long way away. And it isn't obvious where they're going to land. This isn't one of these holes where the pros can just drive down the middle get out a wedge, thump it up in the air and watch it drop, you know, anywhere between 2 feet and 12 feet. Are we getting a daily weather forecast? This weekend, drier and sunnier today. Breezy but winds easing later, wet and windy on Sunday. Right. I'm holding up terribly well after the 18 holes of golf that we played this morning. The course we were playing on cost £100 to play around there. And the course we played on Saturday, Friday, and Thursday cost £20 to play. Now the course we played on Thursday for £20 wasn't was harder than the course we played this morning I suppose the course we played this morning was a it was a delightful walk the other one was a was tough kept losing golf balls there but I'm feeling like as if my legs are going to stand up better today than they did on Thursday okay now I'm interested in what the RNA are going to do. That's the Royal and Ancient Golf Club. Oh, now hold on. It's just announced that the people coming towards this hole are John Ram and Patrick Reed. Now, I have a small amount of money bet on each of these two players coming in this, in this direction. So I would like to see these two guys really play wonderful shots I think they're both four under which doesn't rule them out of the running at all but they could really do with a birdie here or maybe even a, maybe even an eagle eagle is two under par two less than the or standard score that a pro should get at a hole uh, one uh, fewer than the, the par is called a birdie two fewer than the par is, is is called an eagle three is an albatross which is hardly ever scored although there was a guy who last week 
think it was, hit the ball into the hole on a par five hole in two. Can't remember his name. Anyway, what's happened? Um, out, John Ram has gone out in 35 today, which is very steady. Started back 4-4, and he has had a birdie at this hole in round one and round two. So these are all the stats that are being, you know, displayed on the, and he's hit six out of nine fairways. He, I don't know what this is, says that in 2017 he was, uh, uh, forgive me now, I'm muttering because I'm reading something. Today's uh, round out in 35. Okay, out in 35. Let's see how Patrick Reed has done. I'm not interested anymore in John Ram. Oh, they're just repeating John Ram. Oh, tell me this is. Tell me this is. Uh, this is John Ram. In the middle of the fairway, it looks to me as if he went into a bunker off the tee and he's now standing up to the ball center of the fairway I don't think he's even 100 yards away from the green or the hole John is uh, ready he's got a white hat on grey trousers and a dark pullover he's hit the shot I can't see it but it's going to land past the hole coming back a bit, but he's left himself, I mean, it's a good shot, but he's left himself a fairly tricky downhill pot of about 10 or 12 feet. Patrick Reed, on the other hand, hit his second shot over to the left of the green, and he has what's called a chip and run. He just has to run the ball across the green, up close to the hole, and he will get a birdie. So it's, it's tough in golf, you know. You have these guys have loads of opportunities to sink the ball, but it's very difficult to do. Yeah, these greens have got all sorts of undulations and side swings and left swinging to the left and swinging to the right and sometimes you're uphill sometimes you're downhill yeah i'm sure these are not the hardest greens in the world but they're a very good test and as you'd expect they're in magnificent condition okay i will talk you through patrick reed's shot but he's has to play right across the green the other thing you notice, these two players are not, cannot be particularly fast because they're a long way behind the others who are in front of them. So come on Patrick, let's see you chip the ball into the hole. Of course the other thing is, these guys don't rush. I mean there is a thing called being put on the clock when you play too slowly but We'll come back to that. Here comes Patrick's chip. Launches it forward. It rolls up to the hole. And it's gone about. Terrific shot. It's gone about 
what do we say, about a foot and a half past the hole, dead on line. I mean, wouldn't have taken very much for that to go into the hole. I don't know what the second TV guy is doing. I've got a camera guy here. Maybe he's the guy who carries the equipment. Okay, now John Ram's a big man. Big, tall man. Spanish. Very, um, very modest man, really. I heard him make a speech in La Hinch after he won the competition there. Here he comes up to put from above the hole. You have to sink these if you're going to win. Mind you, you can't sink these all the time. So we'll just see what he does with this now. He didn't. I don't know how far past the hole he went, but he definitely. No, he didn't miss it by much. Just a little bit. I'm going to assume that Patrick Reed will tap in his short one for a birdie. The next pair up on this 12th green are Bruce Kepka and Justin Rose. I have a bit of money on Justin Rose. Now, Kepka, I think it is, has just hit a magnificent shot onto this par 5 green, and he's very, very close to the hole. Not 100% sure if it wasn't Justin Rose's ball, actually. I'm a little unsure at this stage. I think Justin Rose ought to get a clap now. He's a really nice guy. And he's sponsored by MasterCard. Yes, and he's the one who hit the magnificent second shot. I think he's about 10 feet to the right of the flag from where he was hitting. Now here comes Bruce Kepka across the green. This guy is very good at golf, he really is. He's wearing a blue sweater. He's potted, he's potted, his ball is coming. Ball is coming, his ball is coming. Oh, he missed the ball. 
Light work, Brooks! Taps in for his birdie. Easy, Brooks! Easy! You can tell that the guys around me are pretty keen on Bruce Kepka. He goes to the gym every day. He's really a strong man. He's probably killing himself that he didn't sink that shot. Now here's my man, Justin Rose. He's got to win a major sometime. I think it's time to move and go and see how these guys get on on the 14th. That was a tremendous put by Justin Rose. Okay, let's go and see how these guys get on at the short par. Well, it's downhill par three next hole. See if I can squeeze into a position from which I'll be able to see where they hit the ball. Easier said than done. I'm just wondering where is possible. Yeah, I can see from here. Okay, so it's just after six o'clock and we have uh, Justin Rose to go first after scoring an eagle and it's lovely, lovely and dry now. Be interesting to see if he goes straight for the hole. having a practice swing. He's wearing a white hat, kind of bluey, dark blue-gray top and a pair of white slacks. Bending over the stroke, probably paying some class of a wedge. Comes down through it with so gently so gently go if only i could hit the ball that gently oh my god he nearly sank it wonderful wonderful stroke way up in the air and comes down what's that can't be more than about six feet six or eight feet behind the hole now bruce see if you can follow that bruce kepka 
in blue. Here's a much more uh, kind of strong belter of the ball. Where's he gone? Oh, he's gone the bunker. Oh dear. Not funny. He's in the bunker and Rose is behind the flag. Terrific stuff. I can't bear to leave the 12th hole because it's such a magnificent position from which to see the 12th and the 13th. And since very recently I've seen a guy get a, an eagle and a birdie. It's three under par for those two holes. I really don't want to leave here. There are only two more couples, pair, pairings on the course. And one of them is coming towards us now, and he will be a great... F well, both of them will be tremendous favourites. They're both um, terrific uh, players from England. Lee Westwood, who was once the number one golfer in the world. Tommy Fleetwood, who's very up-and-coming, was brilliant during the Ryder Cup. Uh, I was going to say almost recently. Um, last... Um, last autumn now they're both approaching this hole they would both expect to birdie it I mean this is people get down in four on this par five and there's very little wind Fleetwood's a guy who looks like Jesus Christ okay here comes somebody shot I don't know whether that was Fleetwood I think it might have been Where's he gone with his ball? Yes, he just held the green. Is it rolling off? Is it rolling off? It might be. Yeah, I think it just held. I think it just held. Left himself a uphill pot. About, I would say about 20 feet. I can't quite see the, see the ball from here. I'm kind of wondering where the other players ball went because I can't see Tommy Fleetwood's guy with a white pullover on and he's wearing white shoes and he has well as I said before very long hair camera crews are getting in position so that they can photograph this they're running up the back of the green loads of them it's like paparazzi Westwood walking in front in his white shoes black uh, gear and a white hat Tommy Fleetwood's hat is much more interesting it's kind of turquoise I'd say Aquamarine, turquoise. I'm not that good on colours. Okay, they're both below the hole. I've not seen 
too many cameramen before, this number before, but I think they're all here trying to get uh, photographs of these two who are in the just coming up just behind um, uh, what's it called, Lowry, who seems to be in the lead. Here comes Tommy. Tommy with a wedge. Gonna swing through this ball. Looks like he's gonna lift it up in the air. Does, floats it up, lets it roll, and he nearly puts it in the hole. That's good, that's a good piece of work there. He's got his um, birdie. Now we'll see if Lee Westwood can. Lee Westwood, at one time, once upon a time, many years ago, I think was the world number one. He has a uphill putt up a fairly steep gradient. You wouldn't really think this was all that steep on television. He's bending over the ball, left below right. No, he's right below left. He's left it short. Oh, that's a poor putt. Oh, he will not be happy with that. I don't know what went on at the previous hole. Do you know what happened over there by any chance? No. 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 Okay. Um, I was just trying to think who that was. Um, oh, no, no. They're two Hatton and. Is it Hatton? No, Hatton's, Hatton's Hatton's on, no, I'll tell you who it Hatton's on 17. I know. Yeah, 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 it's right. Hard, yeah, yeah. That was Harding and Cameron yeah. Smith. Yeah. 65 and 66 Harden, yesterday. Harding is one over today. Oh, I see. All right. And Smith is one under, seven under. Okay. Mm. They were 65 and 66 yesterday. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Laurie's in 12. Tommy 11. He's ahead, isn't yeah, he? Tommy's 11, yeah. Tommy be 12, Tommy Fleetwood to tap in a really short putt. Went in. 
Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, a big smile to the crowd. Very relaxed guy. I think he'll probably touch the kids. No, he just smiles and moves on, followed by about six or seven TV cameras. Stuff. Right, let's go and see what he's going to do with the next hole. This is. This should be good. It's a pity I lost all that recording of Shane Lowry um, and JB Holmes. That's an awful pity. One of the hazards, I guess, of using lemur, but I must have pressed the wrong button or something like that and uh, deleted it all. Anyway, where I'm off through the undergrowth, past all the ferns here, on my way up the 14th. The 14th is a, a great par 4. I can't quite remember from yesterday whether it is what you call an easy par 4 or a tough one. Anyway, I'm walking up along here, sure it doesn't matter. Oh my god, look at that. All those. All those. All those plastic bottles. Where was I? I was telling you about plastic bottles all because the, the bin is overflowing so people have continued to put plastic bottles on the ground. So it looks pretty crap, but never mind. Uh, there, this course will be all cleaned up later on and all prepared for tomorrow. It's a big, a big job to prepare for the final day of the open. I have to say this is a great, the 14th is a really fine place to be after being up there on the 13th which was ever so crowded. The 14th is ever so empty in comparison. And uh, uh, just uh, having a nice little late afternoon stroll here. There are uh, guys walking on the course sort of walking in the footsteps of the golfers having a look I think at what it would be like if they were playing the course well the course isn't going to be open again until I don't know I think I saw it maybe another four weeks or something like that before it'll be open for anybody to play again in effect this course has been protected totally during the last uh, eight or nine months. Everybody who is a member here or visitors have had to play off plastic mats and they've all been charged the regular the regular um, green fee. Oh dear, is that Shane? Very 
Excuse me, is that Shane Lowry's ball that went no, over I there? Don't I so. don't think so. I think that was JV. Well, I don't honestly yeah. know, to be fair. And he was the straightest driver on the course on the second day. He hit more than Wow. It's good to see they're actually human. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it, it is. It really is. They make it look so easy. Look at that one there. Where is so it? Just stand up beside the bunker, just right in the middle. You're only going to see his head. That might be. Who's the last guy? Well, that's JB. Hill. Where are they playing? They, that, that's the seven. That's the eighteenth. Where? Down over there, isn't it? No, Down. no, 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 no. No, it's the thirteenth. The seventeenth. Sorry, it's the seventeenth. They're playing. All right. God, when I play golf, I wish there were that many people able to find my ball. Hello. <laughs> I never, I didn't do uh, Graham McDowell any good in the first day. He lost his ball on the right hand side. And you know how, the last. you know he found it in uh, three minutes and uh, 15 seconds. I had that debate with, with a guy. You know where I asked one the of my boys, you, you know where you get three minutes or whatever? Yeah. I said, do they have a, isn't there a referee walks? And I said, yeah. And I said, and what happens when they look for the ball? The guy says, the minute they start looking for it, he hits a stopwatch. Yeah. And he says, if you found it at 3.02. Yeah. You see, there'll be somebody at home watching it on TV. Going there. With aye. a stopwatch. And then phoning up. Yeah. And that yeah. has happened to somebody. You know, he moved the ball. That was in one of the that, that uh, boy, competitions. Do you remember? It, yeah. That was Harrington. The, he grounded the club as putter. There's been but a the wind blew. But, but as soon as, because he had grounded his yeah. club. And I think he called it himself. Did he call it himself? They've done away with that really as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The trouble is, if you sign for a score, and, uh, and then that comes in after that, you disqualify. Yeah, it's a big. What, what's going on here? Well, here's Lowry walking up the centre of this fairway. Left. Well, there's no one walking to this ball, is there? Because his caddy would have. JB Holmes walking up the middle. There's Shane Lowry on the left, Shane Lowry on the right, and there's JB with a white hat and a black. And a ball landed here, just right where your man is. So Shane lies over there. He can't be, can he? Yeah, very short. It's kind of a bit shocking, isn't it? Really, that? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were down at it. I'm to tell you something. I better confess. I wasn't there. Oh, you're not? No, oh. somebody gave it to me. All oh, right. right. I think I'm going up to the green, guys. Okay. All the best. Day, you too. Yeah, yeah, you here again tomorrow? Oh, oh yeah. Here till Monday. Monday. Yeah. Monday. Here till Monday. I love it. A huge cheer. Where's he gone? Just down there. Oh, well, that's that's the, his, yeah. He's good at these up and downs, yeah.
Walking up here quickly to get a little view of the green. I have to get up behind the behind this stand to get to see what it's gonna be like. I was meant to meet my brother at seven o'clock at the uh, at the at the down front of the big screen, the TV screen. Okay. Oh, sorry. I nearly fell. Did Holmes bunkers? He's in the bunker. Yeah, on the left hand side. He's in the bunker. Yeah. Oh, here comes the uh, the commentary. Five live. It's a job we'd all love, isn't it? Commentate on the golf. Uh, I'd rather be playing it. <laughs> I haven't had a carry my clubs around. <laughs> Come on, Shane! Come on, Shane! I know, yeah. <laughs> I just looked at the beer. He's actually ahead of fucking there. What's going on here, Shane's ball. Short left. Short left. Oh yeah, sure. He's not beside it. I thought. Right. Oh yeah, I can see it. Thanks. Shot. 
Well, they saved this park, it looks like. This is nearly the second, nearly the lowest score ever recorded in the Open. Should it get this mm -hmm. with the joint lowest score ever? is a phenomenal score. Thirty-three and thirty, wow. Almost to do a two Oh, I didn't, did he? Yeah. Where did you go, by the way? Where did you place yourself? I was walking around and then I said, oh God, my legs are getting really tired. So I came back and got... Oh yeah. Yeah, you came back here. Yeah. I hung around the 12th and 13th and I 
went up the 14th and I ignored the 15th and 16th I think and I uh, came back down 17. How did Justin Rose do it they, in the last few holes? Did he? Oh.